You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Now listen to me, brother man. I'll tell it to so you can't understand. We got a whole lot of more discovering. Don't act like you know how to know in the universe. You can't flow from the first to the next verse. You're a manifest of the effect of a cause. Without a man, but you're not a lost cause, brother man. Now hear me out, sister lady. Keep hoping for the sun when it's being rainy. You have a special kind of responsibility. The ability to channel out of entity. Tap into a sacred symmetry. Grown foster child into infancy. All my sisters out there with powerful souls. Keep your love strong. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to AV Underground, the show where we talk to you about what it's like getting started as a content creator. I'm Josh Needham. I am MJ Watson. Hello there. Welcome to 2019, everyone. Uh, oh. We're a few episodes, a few. I don't know how much a few is by the time this airs, but we're a little ways into season three now. And, Have you uh, actually started calling it 2019, or do you still call it 2018? I I've, still call it 2018. Yeah, I'm still doing it. It's going to take me well, no, I've, three months. I've been calling it 2019 since day oh. one. It's the first time, I think, that a new year has rolled over, and I haven't mistaken it for the previous year no. yet. I can't say the same. Yet, we're only six <laughs> days in, so, like, there's plenty of opportunities. Yeah. It usually takes me, like, a solid month before I, like, when I start, like, you know, like when you go to, like, a bank or something, you have to, like, date something. I always, like, stare at it for, like, 30 seconds, like, oh, no. So it'll take me about three months until I don't have to stare at it anymore. I yeah. think by the, if I make it through this month, I'll be good, because I start all of my file names with, with a year. Oh. So... Uh, whenever I re- record a new podcast, it starts with 19 now. Fair enough. And so I'll end up remembering. Yeah. So you're, but, you're, a, bit, you're a bit more organized than I am on that end. So <laughs> I guess well, I want to walk through um, a little bit of thoughts from last year and thoughts for this year. So, man, twenty. looking back at 2018, I think, was a, a huge year of self-discovery for a lot of people I right. know. Like, I thought maybe it was just me, but I'm looking at the people around me that also – ended 2018 far from where they started 2018 and christ i mean the be- it seems like we've been doing the show forever it, it really does we like, started I, in like march so i think yeah. it was march of 2018 right when we did the first episode of av underground season one and we've come so far since right. then you know we've had the opportunity to interview a lot of really great people a lot of great content hear a creators. lot of great stories hear a lot of cool things like it's just i've even been able to like get kind of inside scoops and opinions from friends like people that i talked to semi-regularly and we were able to pull things like in conversation that i didn't know about like when we got to talk to kevin about his time working editing for cloud nine yeah and like dude we've been friends for years <laughs> and i like we never sat down and had this discussion yeah exactly it's like and especially like we didn't we just didn't realize how far he how far in he was into that so yeah it's just it's it's crazy because for me, I don't know if you want me to start with the whole oh, self discovery thing of 2018, but for me, I felt not to sound not to sound uh, greedy here, but for me, it felt very much it was a lot of changing for me because at the start of, at the end of 2017 is when I was uh, finishing my last couple like main classes at the Mount. You were I'm pretty sure you were finishing at the Mount then, and me and yep. you me and you were doing some stuff. Well, it was mainly you doing some stuff for the school newspaper, and I was kind of helping you out and or keeping you sane. And uh, that's when you really mostly the latter, yeah. And that's when I uh, ta- that's when you talked me into the whole podcasting thing. And then at the very start of 2018, January is when I started doing pod like. I don't know. I don't know how maybe the listeners feel, but I had never done a podcast before. I'd never been. Well, I've been in front of a microphone, but I'd never done a podcast, done a recording, done anything, done really any sort of content creation until the start of 2018, January of 2018. And then I got right into it and I kind of got thrown into the fire. And it's crazy because I've like, I hate the term. So I hate the term self-discovery just because I hate any cliche term I feel. But yeah, I've really, I've really discovered that 
I do want to be in, involved in content creation, whether it be sports, whether it be with AV Underground, whatever it is, I want to be involved in content creation. I want that to be my future. I want to, I want to build something. I want to build a brand. And yeah, it was, it was a very interesting year for me because at the start of 2018, I had never recorded a podcast before. I had never, I had never really thought about having a website, having a brand, having any of that. And now we're here at the end of, we're here in 2019 and uh, Josh is coming over to my house next week to put the finishing touches on the studio and I'll be recording at my house every week. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, it, it is crazy because this podcast has helped me, helped me learn a lot, but also it's helped me shown a lot that what I've actually wanted to do. And yeah, 2018, I feel 2018 is going to probably be a year I look back on a lot especially just because it's it's where it started for me. This is really where it started, and now 2019 is going to be my year of doing it and see what happens. I feel it. like 2015, 16, and 17, I think especially 2016, because I think that was a big year. We lost a lot of celebrities. Right. We lost a lot of people in general. And 2018 was the first year for me. It was potentially like the best year of the 2010s thus far. Because we weren't worried about the world ending for once. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> we didn't have any elections going on. Yeah. We've already, we're kind of into the oh, we're well the into current that, term. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think year of self-discovery really suits it well. No. And I mean, it's not just us either. I know a lot of people who have gone through 2018 ended up miles from where they started. And they're a lot happier now. So that's incredible to me that... You know, and I was a part of some of those changes, maybe not directly a part right. of, but like around for yep. those changes and being able to go through a lot of that with my friends is like incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I know one of the okay. one of the things that I have gone through that I wanted to bring up because we've talked about on the show before anxiety issues mm -hmm. and you and I were just talking before the show that I've actually started seeking treatment for my own anxiety because it's gotten so bad like i had a lot of misconceptions i think about anxiety and what it is and i'm debating doing like a video I, i'm a, gonna a short video I'm gonna on preface it. with what you're about to say with i would agree that you had some misconceptions but i would say that you looked at the misconceptions a lot better than most people do in the sense that you didn't take them and go oh yeah this is the it's complete bullshit whatever move on you took them as and analyze the misconceptions and be like hmm i i thought about these i thought about these differently than i should have so i'll say i'm i'm proud of yeah. you on that end well thanks um <laughs> I try to be very analytical both with everything that mm -hmm. I do because I think a lot of people get stuck in uh, what I would call main character. Um, what do I call it? Main, <laughs> main character syndrome where you're like, I'm the main character of my own story. Mm -hmm. Everything I say is right. My experiences are true and everyone else is false. And I know that's not the case because in everyone else's lives, I'm just a side character. You know, like maybe a, maybe a main side character. Yeah. Maybe I'm one of the party members. Yeah. But like for the most part, I'm just a background character in most people's lives. And uh, I'm cool with that. So, like, I try to be analytical about it. But I, you know, you hear people online complaining about it, especially people that get very political about the, oh, this generation and their anxiety. And it's like, I always thought of it like, you know, people that are anxious to drive, people that are anxious in social situations. I'm like, that's just being human. Like, most people are nervous human in nature, such situations. Yeah. What I didn't realize was that there is an entire, like, what <laughs> feels like a separate part of my brain a subconscious part of my brain that has started functioning like webmd and so i'll be like walking around now back in 2012 i separated my shoulder right side uh being stupid and <laughs> just just being stupid we'll put it we'll leave it there <laughs> yeah and so i separated my shoulder and every now and then it'll act up and so like i could be sitting at work and all of a sudden my shoulder hurts and my logical brain goes yeah you separated that shoulder years <laughs> ago it's going to continue to hurt probably for the rest of your existence and 
then the unlo- the illogical side of my brain goes, no, that's probably a sign of cancer. <laughs> it's or, you know, something is seriously screwed up. Your shoulder is going to fall off within the next 24 hours. And then it does one of these things where it's like, oh, well, are you having chest pain? And I'm like, no. Oh, wait, am I? Am I? And then I'll make it up and I'm like, oh, maybe I am. And then the heart rate goes up and then it's like it spirals. And what sucks is that I don't like work directly with people when I'm at work. I work mostly in my own cube by myself. So it's very much like it's it's solitary, but not solitary. Right. Like I could stand up and talk to my my neighbors yeah. in their cubes. It's not but, forced solitary confinement. Right. But it's very much like everyone works independently. Yes. So I'm just stuck in my own head, riling myself up. And then you start feeling dizzy and you're like, well, how much of this is made up symptoms and how much of it is real? And it made me more nervous that for a while I didn't have a primary care doctor. I didn't have anyone I could call. And of course, I live down the street from probably the, what has kind of been come to be known as one of the most unreliable hospitals in the area. <laughs> like, yeah, go there if you want to die. Yeah, pretty much. And I've had a friend who went to the hospital down the road from here and ended up he went down there with trouble breathing and chest pain. Which tells you what potential heart attack. Yeah. Check this person out. They go probably asthma. Here's some steroids. Go home. And then he had to come back a couple more times before they realized he actually had a heart condition yeah. and had to be sent down to Boston for heart surgery. <laughs> I'm like Jesus, yeah. come on. Yeah. It, so it's it, it's a lot of that. But what I've realized is that I have a logical half of my brain and an illogical half of my brain, and one can't shut the other up. Unfortunately, it's in the realm of the illo- the logical brain can't shut up the illogical brain. So I started seeking treatment for that. I can let you guys know how that goes. But I, I wanted to say that, like, I've had a lot of misconceptions about people who claim anxiety and being someone who goes is, has been dealing with that. And it's gotten so bad that it's caused me to be out of social situations and very much like look at myself and go, this is not me. This isn't who I am. I like being around people. I like interacting with people. I like doing new things and being an idiot. And this is like cutting me off from all of right. that. And I need to seek help for it. So it's, it it's, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things like I was talking about you with earlier. It's just how I can, t- uh, how I like talk to people who maybe don't understand if they have anxiety or not is like, I just try and do the same thing. I like, like what you just said, like, do you, when you have these thoughts and you have these worries that I call them, does it make you feel like I can get over them tonight and I'll wake up tomorrow morning and I'll be fine? Or is it like that to the point where it's like, it's overpowering so many other thoughts in your head that it's just causing an avalanche of thoughts and just you're, you feel like you're just so many thoughts, so many things are wrong. And does it make you not feel like you? And like, it's tough because it's, it's really, it, it, you know, even for someone like me, it took me a while to like, kind of take that, like that, that step back and be like, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. And I need to seek help for it. But yeah, I mean, what I've liked about this podcast is like, I felt like in season one, we had, we didn't have a giant discussion about anxiety. I felt like I just kind of offhandedly, I remember it was a specific, I don't know what, what specific episode, but I offhandedly brought up my anxiety and like you talked about it and we talked about it. We didn't have like a, a terrible discussion about it. I'm just saying from there, like go back to that discussion and hear like what your thoughts are on it now and then see you then. It's clear that you've grown, your opinion on anxiety has obviously grown, but like your overall thought process on it is completely different now. And I feel like this podcast has maybe, maybe helped you shown, helped shown you that. And also it probably helped you realize that maybe, maybe your misconceptions were, 
wrong. Well, I don't want to say wrong, but like, you know what I mean? You I mean, they were misconceptions, yeah. like yeah. things that I thought to be true about an- people with anxiety yeah. that are definitely not true. And I've actually talked to a couple of um, the people that we've interviewed post interview in, you know, in just one-on-one chats afterwards yeah. and found out that actually like a good handful of the people that we talked to on the show also suffer from some anxiety mm-hmm. issues. And they're like, yeah, but I, I'm pushing through it yeah. because what I want out of life is more than what this wants me to have. Mm-hmm. So like I'm going to push through it. And for me, that's, it's at the point where I needed to seek the treatment for it or find some way to get through it. And hopefully that's not going to involve medication for the rest of my right, life. Right, right. You know, I'm hoping it's just a matter of being able to sit down and work through the mental process. Cause I don't want to become one of those people either. I, I told my doctor, it's like, I don't want to become someone who's like, hi, my name's Josh and I have anxiety. Yeah. That's my excuse for not doing pretty much anything. Right. If you ever seen scrubs, you know, Turk, <laughs> yeah. how he'll, he does the whole <laughs> thing where he pulls the diabetes card <laughs> Every and time. he's like, Oh, I'm feeling a low blood sugar. And his wife, uh, <laughs> Carla brings him a cookie. <laughs> And he just looks at JD and he's like, that's how I get free cookies. <laughs> like, I don't want to become yeah, exactly. the, the person that's you, just known for that. But right. at the same time, I feel like, uh, especially for people in the content creation field, like if you're feeling normal human levels of nervousness, that's one thing. But definitely be able to take a step back and understand yeah. when you should probably seek help. Because right. I hit that point at the end of 2018. And I'm really glad that I actually sat down and talked with someone about it. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you said that though, about the whole, like the whole, like him looking at JD, the Turk looking at JD and me, like, that's how I get free cookies thing. And like how people, th- I know, okay, this isn't, this is, this is like me, this might be a little me on my soapbox here, but like, stay with me. The previous, I don't have a problem with the previous generation, but it is a lot of the previous generation and like even members of my current generation, they view, a lot of them view anxiety and depression as one of the things that, like you said, that everybody has it and that everybody is, tr- and since so many people have it. There's so many people, like you just said, that maybe don't having, well, maybe they even do have anxiety, but they do and they push it and they use, they don't seek the proper help. Instead, rather, they use it to not seek help. Instead, just deal with it on their own way. And like, that was I, me, though. Right. I was like, this is normal human mm-hmm. condition. I'm going to just get through right. this on my own. I don't need the help. And my, my whole thing is like, I get why that's frustrating because, and like, again, now getting a little personal here, like my family was like that with me. It took a long time for my family to like, no one else in my family has these issues, but me. So it took a long time for my family to accept it. So I get how frustrating that can be for a lot of people. So I, my whole thing is like, if I'm just telling my whole thing, I'm trying to say to people is like, don't let that whole that whole like nonsense talk bother you between other people like oh everybody has anxiety it's just human that don't let the stigma get right, to you exactly that's the word i was looking for the, the stigma you need yes um i feel like now that i've had a chance to experience and analyze it because i'm a very analytical person in general right. like i'll write down when i'm having and ang- ang- all sorts of anxiety thoughts and like to the point of I see. I don't even know if I could call it a panic attack, but it feels like that. No, you you feel enclosed and you feel like dizzying and your heart's racing and you feel like everything's going to explode. And so I, but in those moments I can be physically calm and writing down what Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing. And I just feel like it reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen the video of Kevin Smith describing his heart attack. Uh, yes, I it's have. When he's just so calm and he's like, yeah. no, nah, doc, I just smoke too much weed. That's all this is. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. no, you are having a heart attack. And he was like, is that what this is? And I'm just like, I'm just fat and sweaty. Like, yeah, you sure? <laughs> I feel like that would be me. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can maintain being very outwardly calm, even in mm-hmm. situations where I'm screaming inside. Right. And 
I don't want to say that's I don't want to say it's a bad thing because I do the same thing, so I can't <laughs> I can't really yeah. I can't really talk too much about it. But I, I that also that also is a thing though that prevents people from talking about their anxiety a lot is that they have they they get in that mindset being like, okay, I'm having a panic attack right now, but like. I'm fine. Let me talk to, I don't need to talk to this person. And like my only advice in that end, like even when you're having those moments, like obviously write it down. Actually what I do now is like when I'm having a panic attack or something, I record it. And like, so maybe one day, Josh, if you're ever feeling real morbid, you can listen to me talk about my uh, panic attacks on, uh, I have recorded on my laptop. Oh, nice. But, um, I would just, yeah, as long as like you can have that thought process and that's fine. But as long as you don't let that affect you in terms of like you doesn't let you talk about things i don't want you to be like i've wrote this down and now i've seen it myself and that's good you should see it for yourself but i also don't want you to be like okay and that's fine no one else and now i don't need to talk about this yeah. ever again no that's <laughs> why i've been like writing it down and taking the notes specifically yeah. so i can talk to someone who knows more right. than i do because i know that i yes. when it comes to mental health issues or health issues in general i am not a doctor mm -hmm. i am not like trained in that it is incredibly that's not complex. my field Right. So I was almost thinking maybe I should make like a short vlog to bring to like the therapy and just be <laughs> like, okay, so my degree is in film and video. So I put this together so that we can get as much information <laughs> conveyed in as little time as I possible. I think they'd like that, honestly, to be honest. Probably. But um, so yeah, on that, on that note though, so. I, so moving on from anxiety. Yeah, well, uh, so no, not even that though. I would say, so for 2019, would you say that maybe one of your goals for the end of 2019 would maybe, maybe understand more about your anxiety or maybe learn more about it? Being able it? to understand and work through yeah, it right. is, is the biggest thing for me. I think one of the turning points for me was finding out, I messaged one of my, one of my good friends uh, on discord and I said, Hey, this is how I've been feeling. Cause it's one of my friends that I know also struggles with a lot of anxiety. Right. And so we were talking for a while and he said something to me that I thought was interesting was one night where it was probably nine or 10 o'clock and I sent him a message and I said, Hey, what are you up to? And he was like, I'm going to sleep because I was at work today. And one of the customers said something about how not sleeping will kill you faster than, uh, I forget what else, uh, what other, it was like, it'll kill you faster than anything else. And so whether or not that's true, my brain believes it. And now I have to go to sleep. <laughs> and I immediately resonated with that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I know exactly what you mean. Because I feel like a, a hypochondriac a lot of the time. If someone like we watched um, Game Theorist or Film Theory did a thing about the Grinch and his heart condition. And I, I, I watched that and that like tripped it. I was like oh, I probably have this heart condition, no matter how illogical that may right. be, because it's something I would have definitely known about yeah. by this point in my life. I, I hope so. <laughs> but, so I'm like, I know exactly what you mean. And we started talking about it a little bit more. And just knowing that, because I think a big part of it is feeling alone mm -hmm. in your thoughts. Yes. Feeling like I'm just a fucking crazy person and I'm obviously the only one having these thoughts. And then that led me to do some searching on Google, the, the, the better kind, not the what do I have kind. Um, <laughs> And I found that there's an entire subreddit um, called Health Anxiety, and it's all just people that have these same thought processes I have of like, I had a stomach ache today and I'm pretty sure it's cancer. And it's like, oh my God. God. So knowing that it's not just me being crazy and this mm -hmm. is something that other people are also experiencing right. really made a difference. And I was like, okay, I can relax a little bit. Yeah. I don't feel so enclosed and alone anymore. And that helped a lot. Yeah. But I think working with professionals is also going to help yeah. a lot more. So I'm hoping by the end of 2019 to have worked through it, preferably not be medicated. Because right. I think a lot of my anxiety is just that I've gotten very out of shape having gone through to two and a half years of college and been focused so much on my studies and not at all on my own health. 
And now where I'm at a job where I'm sitting and thinking all day long and half the time I'm thinking about what sitting is doing to me <laughs> and it's not great because yeah. then I, I want to pursue a career in media creation and a lot of what we do here is sitting around, you know, whether we're sitting in the studio and recording or whether I'm sitting and doing a live stream for Twitch and those are the things I'm passionate about so I don't want to give up on those but I can't just quit my job. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I no, need to pay the bills. So it's been... It's been nerve wracking. And I yeah. think if I can get myself on a better track for fitness and self-help, self, self-care, that's what I said. I want 2019 for me to be the year of self-care where 2018 was discovery. Right. Now that I think I know more about myself, I want to take better care of myself throughout 2019 yeah. so that I can be in a much better spot. I tell myself I want to be in better physical shape and condition in my 30s than I ever was in my 20s. I was all over the place in my 20s. Right. I still am. And, you know, from picking up smoking to <laughs> cold turkey quitting. I, I See, I've never seen you actually smoke a cigarette, so it's just a wild thought process to me that you... That when you I was were, smoking, yeah. it was hard to find me not smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. I mean, no, that's... I mean... I think, I, think, I think this year, 2018, was very interesting for both me and you in terms of self-care, but, like, I think... With getting so, with getting more and more involved with media creation, which feels like every day, I feel it's a very, I feel it's a very smart goal for you. Especially, you're, you're, you're still very much more in it than I am right now. And I see how, take this as a compliment, Josh. I see how hard you work and how, how, how hard you push yourself into it. That like, I think that's a good goal for you to have. Is that knowing what you're going to need to take care of yourself to continue? Because I don't think you're ever not going to be the way you are, Josh, with how you work. So I think finding out what you need to do to take care of yourself to take care of those moods that you get in that to take care of the work attitude that you have is better off than being like, I need to figure out why I'm like this and why, why do I think like this? Why do I do that? So, yeah, I think it's more for me about, I want to be able to produce content and come up with new ideas right. and experience life mm -hmm. going forward. And I need to be alive to do that. <laughs> that tends to help. So I'm like, I want to, I need to take care of me so that I can have the time and energy necessary right. to do what I need to do. Cause I mean, I could just pound energy drinks and coffee. I yeah. gave up coffee for like a week and a half. Yeah. That's crazy. To I me. went th like caffeine withdrawals are real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause I was like, what I thought was funny. Right. So I gave up coffee and I usually drink a lot of coffee at work. We have a Keurig machine. It's free. And so like, I can just man. pound the coffee and like I drink coffee when I'm bored. So that's a lot during my day. Um, it's not that I'm not being productive at work. It's no, just no, that I, it's not terribly exciting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to sound like I have a horrible job because I don't. Yeah, but it's it's it does it, get boring. I feel anyone days. anyone with an office job understands that. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's plenty of work to be done. So it's like I'm just I'm exciting. sitting and I'm drinking coffee. And then what was it? My boss had asked. I was like, Nah, I'm just like I'm a little tired. And he's like, Oh, get some coffee. I'm like, Nah, I'm not. I'm not doing coffee this week. And he's like, What do you mean you're giving up coffee? <laughs> Why? And I was like, because I was drinking too much of it. He's like, well, why are you drinking too much of it? And I said, because I drink coffee when I'm bored, and I'm bored for eight and a half hours out of my day. <laughs> and he got a chuckle out of it. That's good. That's like good he knows. Here. He knows my thoughts and feelings oh, yeah. on on day well, jobs good. and everything else. So, but um, I think we should. I'm I'm enjoying this anxiety discussion. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like we should probably we should probably uh, turn this into what 28, 2019 goals, goals content wise. Yes. Content so I don't know. Do you want Do you want me to go now, or do you want to go? Uh. I'll, I'm going to lead off because I have content goals for myself and I have content goals that 
I won't push on you, <laughs> but things I would love to see no, Josh, for I, you. I, every single time that you, I wouldn't even say push things on me, but every time that you've given me a little bit of a boost towards something, it's always ended up working out for me in the better. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm down to hear it. So for me, you know, this past year, 2018, in August, we managed with our Twitch account, the Yeah Dude Gamers Twitch account, to reach affiliate. Now, there's a huge gap between affiliate and partnered. Partnered, I've got to have like 75 people on a regular basis in my stream. And right now we're up at like 10, maybe. And I'm fine with that because we're working on, like we talked about with Josh Foreman, you know, I want to build a certain type of people into my community. I'm not just looking for every 12 year old who wants to shit talk on the internet (laughs) to be in my streams because I don't want that kind of, I don't want that kind of culture. But I'm hoping to at least see significant progress towards partnership throughout 2019. I'm no longer, I feel like in the same aspect where, uh, like Chris was saying, how he feel, felt liberated when he gave up on YouTube as a career. I'm not necessarily going to give up on Twitch as a career, but I'm definitely over these last few months and especially going forward and removing a lot of the pressure from myself of trying to make Twitch a career. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm having a lot of fun with everything that we're doing with it. And I found the less that I, the more I relax and the less that I sh- like push to make this a a day job for me the more fun that i'm having and the more fun everyone else in turn is having and i'm like so i just want to keep doing that i'll find other things to do in the meantime to like make an income yeah pay the bills basically Get the uh, i'll keep doing the, the keep bills. doing the day job i'll look around for you know new and more exciting and better day jobs i want something i want my day job to be something i can learn from right you know i would love to work for like a professional television broadcast station or something and be able to take some of the things that I learned from the big dogs and apply that to my own content. But I need to get into that realm mm-hmm. in order exactly. to be able to learn from it. It is. It's a lot harder in this area than you'd, than you'd believe. So <laughs> I don't want to say that I want to reach partnered by the end of 2019, but I'd like to see at least a significant increase between now and the end of 2019. I think, that, I think that's fair. I mean, how long did it take you to get affiliated? Oh, God. See, so when we started on Twitch back in 2015. Right, right, right. But we had a good solid few months. I think you remember the class that I kept walking in and being like, hey, guys, guess what goes on weeknights at 10 p.m.? <laughs> yes, yes. You can watch us stream. Um, we had that for a while. We went a good three or four months solid of every weeknight at 10 p.m. we would stream. And we got one, maybe two people in ever. Like they were the same people. They'd come and hang out. We'd play games. We'd chat. I don't know if it was the shite quality of the equipment we were using at the time because we had like the small um mixer with yeah. the lav mics i remember yeah and we were just boy do the i quality was mics. not great <laughs> um the I stream didn't them. look wonderful as a lot of stuff was wrong with it i think that potentially caused that but then this year once i started up again and we were doing streams like three nights a week and I started actually seeing people coming in and people taking the time to come and check out the stream. It was the same time. It's not like we changed times and all of a sudden everything got better. Right. It's still 10 p.m. Monday. Th- now it's Monday through Thursday. But it was like 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Because Tuesdays we were doing a different podcast. So I was like all over the place with it. And it took, I want to say maybe like two or three months of doing that before we finally like hit the point of affiliate. Now, affiliate has changed how they go about things because if with you creating a new Twitch account, as soon as you hit 50 followers, followers, not subscribers, because you can't get subscribers until you're at least affiliate. 
But as soon as you hit 50 followers on your Twitch account, they'll offer you affiliate. Mm -hmm. So that honestly, for a lot of people, doesn't take long. A lot of people, I think, don't read the contract when they go to get affiliate, though, because you have to understand that you can't stream on other platforms. Your videos are exclusive to Twitch for the first 24 hours from when the stream ends. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you, you have to go through the contract. And we talked about that a little bit with um, Scott Blasconco when right. he was on. So go uh, refer to that episode if you want to learn about the contract details. Yeah. Um, I mean, not much has changed really since then. It's kind of the same stuff. But I've really enjoyed my time being affiliate on Twitch. And I'm looking forward to the point when we can potentially become partnered. And I do think it's really only a matter of time, not a matter of if. It's it's when, not if, basically. Right. So, but I'm looking at like a couple of years out. I'm being trying to be more realistic with myself. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't something I can just quit my day job, do this hardcore for three months, and all of a sudden I'm going to be ninja. Yeah, boom. It's not happening that way. No. Uh, I don't ever expect to become like big and rolling around in money type twitch streamer either yeah i'm just i want to do more fun things with it you know and if that means that all the revenue that was coming in from the twitch channel can be turned around and given back to the community in the form of like giveaways for you know products or games or whatever then that'd be great yeah. i'd be so down with that i'd love to be able to host game tournaments that's one of the things i had in my mind for 2018 was i wanted yeah dude to start um actually hosting local game tournaments for our city right. and surrounding cities this. yes yeah and I was like, that'd be cool because if you do like a $5 entry fee or something and you rent a space, then the entry fees could potentially cover, cover the cost the space, of yeah. renting that space and people who brought their own systems and whatnot. So, but I'm still working out the details on <laughs> right. that. I still, I'm still on the fence with it, but I'd like to look into it more going forward for this year because I think it's something I want to get more involved with the community because there's no better way to market yourself than like people are going to know who you are if you're providing value within the community, whether it's online or locally. And I feel like I have a lot of value to provide locally and and online. Right. But I want to try and create that space. Right. So I feel kind of, not kind of like going off topic, but I feel like this podcast, AV Underground specifically, has really shown us around this area that there's actually a lot, a lot of content creators in this area. And there's a lot of people in this area who want to collaborate and who actually want to do stuff like that. So I always thought that that gaming tournament idea of you is a... I'm almost it, debating on starting a meetup. Yeah. Because like meetup.com, you can, it costs money to start a meetup because right. they will aggressively market for you mm -hmm. to people who are interested in similar things that are in your area. But I think it could be cool to do a creator's meetup and see if we can get, you know, some of the bigger names that are in the area to get together and e even just like to sit down and shoot the shit. Even if we're not going to like, everyone's going to get together and we're going to collaborate. Because yeah. I don't want anyone to feel the pressure of like, mm. you have to come into this group and you have to help someone else <laughs> on their project. And if you're not, screw you. Yeah. But I think it'd be it'd be good because it's not like living out in LA where it's like a lot of people are doing the same thing uh. and a lot of people want to be YouTube famous or big on Twitch or whatever. Uh, this area, most people are like factory workers, truck drivers, gas station attendants, whatever All of them are wearing and a construction like, vest at Duncan's. Right. <laughs> Welcome to New England, Ked. And it's like, I want to get and be able to make connections with a lot of the people that are in the same kind of creative field, especially the people that have actually made it. Like, I want to talk to the people who are up there, not because I want to shout out, but because, like, I want to know what how they think. Right. You know, it's I feel like people get misconstrued with a lot of the stuff that's going around online right now. Like, there's oh, here's the one thing that billionaires do every morning that you don't. Yeah. And it's like, 
Yeah, but changing what you're doing in the morning, that's right. probably not the reason Here's the successful. five things Bill Gates does every day. It's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, here's the three things that uh, that these five people eat that you're not eating. Yeah. And it's like, I can emulate them as much as I want, but until I actually have whatever that drive is right. that pushes them in the execution, it's all in the execution. It's crazy. But I would love to be able to sit down and talk with those people not, and not look for a shout outs or for a boost in any way, but just to like understand how they think. Right. And because I'm uh, that's what I'm super interested in. I know how other people think. Why bother chasing your dreams? <laughs> you know, that's that was the mentality of a lot of people I used to work with at the factory was yeah. like, why bother chasing your dreams? Or if you tell them, like, I want to try and make it on Twitch, they're like, yeah, that's nice. So does everyone else. <laughs> everyone would love to get paid to play video games. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but not everyone has the kind of drive, right. determination. Does and ability everybody to... want to do it? And that's the question. You got to be like Hercules. I can go the distance. Right. <laughs> I need to listen to that song now. I need to rewatch that movie. I need to rewatch basically all the classic Disney movies because I haven't watched them as a kid. And I have a lot of opinions about them, but I haven't seen them in so long that it's like I should probably refresh in my opinions on these movies. Yep. But anyway, before we get into a Disney movie <laughs> discussion. Uh... But yeah, so that's I know – once season three of AV Underground is done, as of this recording, I have no intentions of continuing on to season four. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, because I feel like it's starting to become a struggle to, it's becoming more to of get a people chore. together. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, we started we in the first place just to give people a good idea of where to start. And I don't want to push yeah. it beyond where it's valuable. Mm -hmm. So I think with the end of season three, we're going to be on a prolonged hiatus yeah. until we eventually end up getting together and being like either a we've learned enough over the last x amount of time that we have new valuable content to bring right. to av underground or we've had enough people being like yeah. hey i'm a content creator and i would like to be on your show right. i think i have something of value and we can yeah. compile all of that i'm with i'm with you in that i agree with you that we definitely need to we need to walk away from it from a bit but i'm with you in that we don't need to kill it i think we just need to put it on ice for a bit and yeah, like that, I'm not like trying to aggressively end it, but I right. also feel like it needs to – I felt it like – It will come in time. I don't know about you, and I feel like this is a good discussion to have now, but I felt like I noticed this going into planning for this season because we were excited about season three, and we had a lot of ideas. And once we had them all – once we got them all together, even me and you still were both like, this still doesn't – this doesn't feel right. Like, I felt like me and you both were like this – like we're excited and we have all these ideas and we're going to do them and season three is going to be great. Don't get me wrong, everybody. Season three is going to be great. But I still felt like, yeah, like me and you both started viewing it as more of a chore than it was me and you actually – you have to enjoy what you do, obviously. But like – and not, not saying that I don't enjoy this, but it was becoming a lot more stressful than anything for us. Before it used to be we could walk in here, not spit gold, but we could walk in here, get down what we want to talk about, and then give you the valuable information. And it was – no harm, no foul for anybody. But now it's like, especially with you getting way more into streaming, me st just becoming a streamer, we're gonna be we're gonna be so much more busier. It's gonna be tougher to get together. So it's just it's one of those things. That I think we both. I'm just glad me and you both came to the same realization, and we didn't have an awkward moment where me and you were both tugging for the custody of AV Underground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I don't want it to sound like. It yeah. Exactly. I don't, I don't want it to sound like it became work, so we're stopping. Right. Yes. Yes. Like, that's not the case. It's, no. it's been work the whole time. Because it, because but. I think that's why we're keeping the door open in the sense that like what you just said like we don't want to push it to the point where it becomes unvaluable because yes we could do a season four I'm sure me and Josh could do a season four but like how much of that information is actually valuable and how much of that information is actually just me and Josh running out of ideas coming in here and just talking into a microphone because we know we have to. And like, 
I don't view that content valuable. And like, I under, I can understand maybe we like have fans that just want to hear us. But like, again, like this podcast was meant to be valuable. This podcast was meant to have information that we can give, not just a place for me and Josh to shoot the shit and talk with each other. We could do that on any podcast. So that's, we that's, could do that as an IRL stream. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of, that's kind of our views on it is that we want to keep this podcast valuable. And we started to feel we've gotten three seasons out of it. Of value, and now we need to start replenishing that value. You know, you you take money out of the bank, you got to put the money back in the bank before you can take it out again. So, and who knows when intellectual payday will come? For- exactly. So I felt I was wondering when we were going to have this discussion. I didn't know if we were going to have it on the right pod- now on the air. <laughs> I guess we're going to have it right now on the podcast. Yep. So yeah, no, I think I think I'm with you on that. I agree with you on that. As I think I think this season's going to be the it for now. It for now. We're putting it on ice like Han Solo. Yep. I love you. I know. Frozen in carbonite until it's needed again. Until it needed it needed to save the galaxy, which um, the content creation galaxy. But and then so going forward, before I I push it on over to you, yeah, let's do um, this. My my thoughts for what I'd like to see come from you and your live streams going through 2019. I definitely think you have the potential to hit affiliate within 2019. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. You have a unique niche niche to what you're doing i don't see a lot of people doing sports casting type content on twitch right and that will both help and hinder you going mm-hmm. forward because i feel like people aren't on twitch looking for sports exact announcing type stuff they're not looking for like sports talk shows on twitch it's just not something that most people are looking for but i think if you can find people wherever the sports folks are and i'm sure you have a great ways of finding them <laughs> yeah and being like guys i do this live show we talk about sports come debate with me fight me on the air <laughs> like get in that chat and then tying that in with like a discord server where you guys can shoot the shit about sports i think that you'll see a lot of growth very rapidly once it starts to kick right it's like like we've said before it's like winding a yo-yo hmm. once it grips you can wind and wind and wind for days and i definitely think you have the potential and the ability to hit affiliate in 2019 I, and I, I think you'll you'll find you'll just get used to everything that you're doing as you are and then you'll hit the point of affiliate and it opens up gateways to new aspects of twitch that you're going to be like i just figured out what i was doing with everything else now i have more stuff to deal with right I appreciate that because that was actually something that I was I was thinking about here, thinking about what I was going to talk about for my goals for 2019. Because so yeah, I'll I'll just get into it and I'll tie that back in. So my basic, what I was thinking about, my basic idea for goals for 2019 is it's pretty simple. I'm going to be start streaming probably this month, and Never Made Varsity is going to be a live stream once a week, and no, a live stream twice a week, and a podcast once a week. And I think what I want to just build is that foundation. It's the very foundation of my content. Like if, if, we're, if we're talking about a pyramid here, I don't know when the pyramid's going to end. But in order to get to the top of that pyramid, I'm going to need a good foundation. So that's like what, what you just said. I want to be able to not, not necessarily establish my niche, but make sure that I establish something on Twitch, sports related, and maybe develop a different kind of community on Twitch that hasn't been seen before. And if I can develop that community, get a Discord up, get get every, get a get it so that I can actually interact with my community and that way I can actually build it. So that's kind of my goal is just get a good foundation for my brand of Never Made Varsity and get a good foundation going for the Twitch stream and for the, I, and the podcast is kind of I, I don't want to say back burner but it is a back burner thing cuz I've kind of I kind of got that shit down now. But the Twitch stream is going to the Twitch streaming is a completely new world to me. So 
that's basically it is I want to build a good foundation on Twitch so that no matter what avenue I take with it or what avenue I take with my brand, I'm going to have something to build off of, not just an idea, which I felt 2018 was very much the, the brand. My brand was very much an idea, whereas 2019 is going to be the year where I'm going to turn my brand into an entity, into a product, into something that I can actually point to. And yeah, I think I, and so, yeah, I was just, I had a, I had I had a trouble trying to think about whether or not I could hit affiliate because I want to shoot. I want to have that goal because I'm very much a goal oriented person. And like, I just like, you know, I like the idea of being like, okay, let's see if I 2019, I can get affiliate. But I saw how, not necessarily how hard it was, but like how difficult it was for you to get affiliate. And you're someone who I very much respect how you build your brand, how respect how you run things. So for me, it felt like it took you, a good two years to, to really get affiliated. That's what like in my mind, that's what it really took you. So the fact that you think it could take me a year, I appreciate it, but also I'm very much like, nah, maybe. No, see, cause it only really, I got on Twitch before they started the whole 50 followers gets you affiliate. Okay. Otherwise I would have had affiliate much, much okay, earlier. Fair enough. Um, cause I was sitting at about 60 followers for a while. Um, yeah. and unfortunately that was at a time when I wasn't streaming frequently and when I was streaming, it was like weird niche stuff. Yeah. So like a lot of those people weren't coming back. They weren't regulars. They weren't like I didn't have 60 people in my chat on a regular basis. I had maybe two. Right. And it wasn't until I recently made a push and I got another 50 followers. We broke 100, I believe. And then Twitch was like, OK, we'd like to offer you affiliate. And right. I was like, yes, because <laughs> it has on the back end of Twitch. When you go in, it'll show you path to affiliate and path to partnered and path to affiliate there's four things you have to have checked off which is basically having a minimum of three people in your chat for the last 30 days have streamed a certain number of hours in the last 30 days a number of different days in the last 30 days and there was another one that i don't remember anymore but you'll be able to see them on the back end so you'll know whereabouts you're at i think it's 50 followers was the last one so like You'll need to work your way to 50 followers. You'll need to make sure you're keeping at least three people in your chat. And like, it's one of those things when you're starting, don't stress yourself over. No. I don't think you'll have a problem based on how you've handled the podcast solo because I don't really like give you much to feed off of. No. Yeah. I think you won't have a problem going in there and chatting with no one if no one happens to be there. And that's what's going to draw people. They're going to stop by for half a second. And they always say you have a few seconds to pull people that are new into your stream. And it's a difficult thing, I think, for people playing games on Twitch because sometimes you're so focused on what you're doing in the game that you've got a 30-second gap of silence because you're focused. And if people don't pop in there and go, this game looks interesting, I'll watch this for a while, and they just go, oh, I'm in here, and he's not saying anything, so I'm out. Cool, yeah, later. Whereas what you've got going on is you'll be able to have something you're talking right. about. There'll never not be something I'm not talking about. Right. So people will be able to hop in. And if they're sports inclined, then they're going to hear whatever you're right. talking about and either be like, I agree with you fully or screw you. How dare wrong. you? <laughs> and either way, I feel like you've got a good way to pull right. people in and engage people in the chat that yeah. a lot of others don't. So, yeah, it's uh, I want to I want to continue with the whole like my goals for my team. But like something that I've really been thinking about is like what you started with with the whole like 
what I'm doing on Twitch is like you don't see on Twitch. It's like people don't talk sports on Twitch, but that's they might. I just don't find them. I, I I've looked into it, and I'm not. I'm seeing like a couple things that people like trying to do what I'm thinking about doing, but like they're not doing it consistently. It's kind of like a, oh, I'll pop in and we'll maybe I'll talk, and they have like you know they have like again like two to three people in their chat, and who knows if they're being serious about it? Who knows? Like who knows? But like that's that's part of the reason that I want to do it on Twitch is just because that very idea of like, eh, no one's really doing this on Twitch, but that's why maybe someone should do this on Twitch and see if it works. And like, that's, that's kind of my whole, not necessarily goal. Cause I don't know if it'll pan out, but I, that's what I want to try is I want to try to be not the first, but one of the first to establish something different on Twitch. Cause I feel like that could really help my brand and help the whole, like, cause like everyone can be like, Oh yeah, you have a sports show on YouTube. Oh yeah. You have a sports podcast. Like, Oh, you're, you're talking about sports on Twitch. People are, people are kind of jaded with YouTube now. Yeah. <laughs> people Twitch, are real jaded with YouTube stream, lately. Live streaming as a career as it is. And live streaming in general is such a new thing. It's still in it. It's in, right. in its infancy and it's strange to tell where it's going. And even within that strange new baby of an industry, you're finding a niche that isn't quite catered to yet. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people say is like, find something that you would want. And if it doesn't exist, make it. So again, I think you have a good balance of it's going to be difficult to get people in because people aren't necessarily going to Twitch thinking I'm going to find a sports show. Right. But because of that, you are now like one of I have the, you'll be one of the right. top names on Twitch as far as yeah. sports shows go. Right. I, exactly. That's like that's like the potential that I'm viewing in is like th- this isn't a goal for 2019, but I, like that's the potential I view it in is like I want to be one of the main when people think about sports on Twitch, that's what I want to be is I want to be someone to think like never made varsity. That's what, that's what I want people to think. So like that's like that's like the potential I see. So like 29 it's so now it's a matter of building up to that point, building up building up the pyramid to get to that peak of people of being one of the top sports things on Twitch. So yeah, that's that's basically really it with my that's yeah, that's really it is like I just I'm now officially 2018, like we said, was a year of self-discovery in the year of discovery of my brand and what I am and what I'm going to do. And now it's time to actually put it into action. It's time to it's time to put the words into the into the ether now. It's time to actually do it. And again, there is nothing more exciting than that. And more stressful and more nervous than that. Cause it's like, I, I'm telling you, Josh, I am I am excited. I am amped, but at the same time, oh boy, I am tw- I am freaking out. I wa- when I walk upstairs every day now and I see all that, all the mics and all the, the tripod and the webcam and all the stuff in my studio. Actually, it's not my studio right now because I'm getting my carpets cleaned. But when I see all that pile of stuff, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. No, I can wait. I can't wait. Uh. So it's like, yeah, it's this year's this year's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. But yeah, that's that's kind of my real goal for the content creation is get my foundation built. Once my foundation is there then I can really go take it, mold it to how it wants to be molded. I don't know how I want to mold it yet, so I got to wait to see how it wants to be molded. So yeah, that's, I, I appreciate, I, I feel I feel more confident that you that you think that I can get affiliate within a year. I And I also kind of feel better about it now that you re-explain the whole only having to get 50 followers thing. But yeah, no, I think I could do it. I think, you know what, Josh, I'm going to say right here on this goddamn podcast. It's, so that way you'll hold me to it, that I think, I think I can hit affiliate by the end of 2019. Affiliate on Twitch by the end of 2019, would, that would be, That'd be the cherry. That'd be the cherry on top of my ice cream of my 2019 ice cream goals. Content Sweet. creation ice cream goals. <laughs> is it is it Rocky Road ice cream? Uh, no, I'm actually a big cookies and cream fan. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's like sacrilegious to anybody who's no, listening to this podcast. Not, not, not but, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the only thing that uh, annoys people with ice cream is like either coffee ice cream or 
mint chocolate chip. Because I've known a few people that are very adamant that uh, mint and chocolate don't belong together. I would fight those people yep. right now. I'll fight, yep. I'll fight them right here and right now. Um, I'm not a fan of artificial coffee flavor. I like, I, I I like me some real that. coffee. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't drink coffee, so I can't. I, can't I also really wouldn't yet. turn my nose up at coffee ice right. cream. But I, yeah, we should probably but stop. Before this becomes <laughs> the ice cream podcast, ice cream social. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are my major goals for 2019. Um, it's crazy. It's just, it's crazy. I don't know. This podcast is making me have a, have a moment of like realization of like, we've, we've done three seasons of this podcast and now it's like me, like, like you said, like we, me and you are at not completely different, but like we are at different places than we were when me and you first Very. were like, Hey, let's, let's grab these two microphones and like, talk about our content creation issues. I'm actually now learning or getting back into, um, game development mm. because mm. Joe and I are trying to put a game together. Ooh. He's got the art end of it because Wait my God, that boy's skilled. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I feel like you've talked to me about yeah. this a little bit before. Um, yeah. I finally purchased the software, um, that we need to put it together, mm. but now I need to learn the software. Right, right. Thankfully, we're in an age now where, like, I don't need to understand how to code in C-sharp to, like, run a game. Yeah, good luck. Um, I can just use the basic building blocks they have and work with that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I know I've dabbled in coding a little bit, but I'm definitely not the type of person that's like, oh, I could just code from scratch. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I have high hopes for it. I think, for me, I want to see some projects of mine in 2019. I want to get into some things that have an end to them. Because so much of what I'm doing right now between like Twig, This Week in Gaming, our podcast, AV Underground, um, and our Twitch streams are all things that don't have an end. You know, This Week in Gaming is gaming news on the weekly. It's going to continue to come out until we either cancel the show, or which die. I don't think is going to happen, <laughs> die, or video games, even if video games don't aren't relevant anymore, we're still going to be reporting. Right, exactly. I don't give a shit. Um, but, and then... AV Underground is something we could continue doing for forever and ever. Um, I think it's good that we're deciding to bring it right. to a hiatus after season three. And then Twitch streaming is something that's going to continue because I love doing it and it's super fun and I really like it until either the platform dies or Article 17 passes <laughs> all over the place. And <sighs> <laughs> I don't even remember if it was 17, 13. I think it was Article 17, yeah. Uh, whatever article. Yeah. I haven't been paying as much attention as I really should be. Uh, it, it depresses, it's been busy. It but, depresses uh, me. So, yeah. I, I tr yeah. But anyway. But, I, feel I mean, it. I want I was like, I like the idea of working on a game because it has a start. It has an end. Mm -hmm. I can, and then I can take it and be like, I helped make this game. Right. This is a thing that you can get and play and it has a start. It has a finish. And once it's finished, it's done. It's out there. People can enjoy it. And I used to like that about creating videos for YouTube because I make a thing and then it's done. And I want to do more of that. Right. I'm, you want to get back to that. I don't see myself getting into back into vlogging, but I would like <laughs> to do more IRL type stuff. Yeah. And I think I finally found, I'm not going to talk too much about my, my new format until I actually use it and tell you if it works or not. But I think I found a new way to do things that is going to work a lot better for me because I'm not. I'm not the type of person that can walk around the town with a DSLR pointed at my face. So I'm not very much, and I don't want to have to share my entire life with people. I don't want to live my life through a screen. Right. You know, like you see the people at concerts that they're just watching the concert through their phone screen. They're not watching the concert. I'll take like a few key shots and then I put my phone away unless something big happens that I want to capture again. But like for the most part, I just want to enjoy and experience life. I want to get better with social media. I want to be more active on Instagram this year. 
But at the same time, it's finding the balance between I want to be good with Instagram, but I don't want to be in every social situation mm-hmm. going this. How can I gram this? Right. You know, every time I go out to eat, being that person, yeah. it's like, let I, me frame up my I burger. Feel, I feel like as as an outside source, I feel like that's how you were becoming with your vlogging. It was uh, it was like when you went through your vlogging stage, oh Josh. My. You were that was the only time I was ever like, Josh. Uh, I have no other way to tell you this other than no. <laughs> <laughs> It's but, a little crazy. Yeah, but no, I, I, I like I like that thought process because I, I agree with you is I feel like you do, well, you kind of roped yourself into a lot of things that are either weekly and or just don't have an end. And they, so it's tough because it's fun. Like, yeah, exactly. It's You but, never get the satisfaction of right. being completed with something. Yes, exactly. You get the satisfaction once you do it. Let me ask you this. When you do a pod, when you do your like This Week in Gaming podcast every week, when you start doing it and you're like in the front of the microphone talking, is that when you get your satisfaction for the week from that? Because when I used to do like I haven't I haven't been doing Never Made Varsity in like a month or two. So cut me some slack, people. But when I did Never Made Varsity every week, I the whole time I felt like I just felt like I was like, oh, man. This is taking forever to get to this point. And I never felt satisfied with it until I got and started talking and did the actual recording. The second the recording was over, I was like, oh, I'm back to unsatisfied again. Whereas like with what you're saying, when there's like a start and end to point with something, it's much easier to find the satisfaction the whole way through. So yeah, basically my question is like, do you have that mindset at all? Or is it just me? Am I the only one losing my mind over here? I have the satisfaction for me hits after I finished editing and I've exported. Fair enough. So that I can actually schedule it. Yeah. Because there's nothing that eats at me more than having something I should be doing. And, you know, that's editing. Mm-hmm. Like I've spent uh, the last couple of weeks working on editing our episode with Mooncat. And because her and I talked for a long while, there were a lot of silences and there's a lot of stuff that is not relevant to the podcast necessarily. That's just like us catching up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through and not only have I cleaned up two audio tracks and had to sync them down, but now I also have to edit out silences from two tracks and like get everything. And I'm getting better at it, yeah. but it's time consuming because I'm listening to every minute of it. Whereas, you know, I had gotten to the point with with Twig that I can make mental notes of here, there and here that are things I need to remove. But for the most part, I'm just like, OK, I can look at the waveform and be like, this is where we started. This is where we took a break. This is where we came back from the break. This is where it ends. Put everything yeah. in place. Render it out publish it we're done and it comes out honestly pretty good like i'm pretty proud of what i've we've accomplished with this week in gaming and i'm glad that it's finally a well-oiled machine i think i'm finally past the phase where i feel like i need to be doing more work Mm -hmm. than what i'm doing right i think i'm pretty confident and pretty satisfied with the amount of work i'm doing right now but i also know that i have projects sitting in my head that i would like to get out of my head <laughs> and that's why i said the new format is going to be not quite a vlog but something i want to put together is like short films expressing my thoughts and ideas and opinions because i feel like philosophically and experience wise i have a lot in my head that i'd like to get out not necessarily because i feel like they're the end-all be-all right you're, to, you're to holier thoughts. than thou yeah um But it's that, A, I want them to be recorded on record for myself to go back to. Mm -hmm. So, like, 10 years from now, I can come back and look at them and be like, this is where I was and what headspace I was in. And this is how far I've come from where I was. But also because I feel like the thoughts and ideas and things that I have in my head could either help other people get through whatever they're going through. Or maybe other people are experiencing the same thing and they can at least feel like I relate. Right. Because I try to be pretty good at taking things that people have a hard time articulating 
and finding a good way to articulate that it. That is that is basically this podcast is me me struggling to articulate words and then you you saying the right word I'm thinking of and then being like ah oh, yeah that's right pretty yeah. much <laughs> like if you've ever had those points where you feel a certain way and you're not sure what it is and then you're listening to something and someone describes exactly what you're feeling right. and they do it in such an elegant manner I want to be able to do that for people with the things that go on in my head so that you know people can understand like. So I'll have to, we'll see where that goes, Right. but I'm hoping my poor Nikon has been sitting in my backpack collecting dust and I want to break the thing out and I want to use it and I want to get back into filmmaking because that's really like, I had so many ideas and hopes and dreams and the roller coaster that was 2018 took me up. I'm trying to do everything. I'm burning out. I'm trying to do everything. I'm burning out. And then I finally started to mellow my way out. We've ended up, um, Annabelle and I dropped health and mana at least for the time being because we realized we were stressing ourselves out more than we needed to over mm-hmm. this podcast that probably not a lot of people listen to and we wanted to if we're only going to have like an hour's conversation or a certain number like say three hours to spend with each other on a weekend if she's working i'd rather spend that time doing something we want to do rather than right. sitting down for an hour to record and then having to be away from her for an hour to edit so I was like, I'd rather spend our time and enjoy that time together mm-hmm. more rather than focusing on making another podcast. And it also, it that one, I don't know if I had told you the New Yorker comic. I think so. I think we talked about it with uh, in one of our previous episodes in um, the Chris episode, season three. Uh, the New Yorker cartoon that was like, I'm thinking about stopping a podcast. <laughs> And yes, you did. I read that and I'm like, that's why when you say you're thinking about taking Never Made Varsity podcast and putting that back burner for this, essentially, like, I don't think you're wrong to do so. I don't think you'll ever give up on the podcast. But at the same time, putting your focus on your live streams and building that community is exactly what you probably should be doing right Right. now. And that's kind of like for me, I've had to realize that putting my focus on live streaming and the Discord community is exactly where my focus needs to be right now. So and in order to do that, I need to remove some of that focus from other places that aren't really being beneficial. Twitch is making me money. Podcasting is not. Right. And, you know, Twitch, I can kind of understand the path of where it goes without, you know, becoming a sellout. Mm -hmm. Podcasting, I don't really know how to do that. So like, and I feel like podcasting has been something that I've enjoyed doing, but I need something more challenging. Right. No, and for I'm, me, that's going to be video format. You. I'm very much with you because when I when I started getting into content creation, I was like, I thought pod. I was like, I was like, I'm just going to make podcast after podcast after pod. I'm going to have like 30 podcasts, and then like now it's like, yeah, I'll be comfortable with one, maybe two, and then like I want to do something else like that, like that, like I thought the be all end all be all of my content creation. I thought was going to be me having podcasts. That's what I thought, Josh. <laughs> so now it's like very it's, much. It's like it's like, huh. No, that is not the case. That is not what I want to do. It's well, because it's, it's the, not that I don't want to do it. But yeah. Podcasting is easy to do, hard to master. Mm-hmm. There are people out there that put a lot of work, blood, sweat, and tears into their podcasts, and it shows. Welcome to Night Vale is one of those. Uh, last podcast on the left, Reply All. Like There are some amazing podcasts out there that are well put together, and... I feel like if I'm going to put that kind of effort into something, I want to do it in a different medium. I'm more of a visual mm-hmm. person. I want to understand light and space and framing and blocking scenes and all the things that I went to school to do. <laughs> I want that. So I'm like, if I'm going to put that much work into something, I want it to be video. Mm-hmm. I want it to be film. And 
I feel like video and film is a lot harder to get into for most people. I mean, it's yeah. the, it's kind of the same because like anyone can start a YouTube account, anyone can make video on their phone, but making something that is well structured, well put together, the kind of right. content that like people enjoy watching, people people is hard. People would frame, try framing for one video and be like, oh god, what is this? What is this nonsense? But on so that on that note, I think it's a. I think this is actually a good note, actually, to go off. I don't know if you if you were about to end this, but my question is, you want to talk about this, so I know I'm going to bring it to you. What are your fears for 2019? Then uh, I feel like this is a good. I feel like that's a good place to go mm-hmm. off in all these all these ideas you have in your head. So then, what are your fears you have in that head of yours, Josh? Huh? Tell us. To to be completely honest, I am my biggest fear for 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much that I won't get like the help that I need as far as overcoming my right. anxiety issues. Um. My thing is I finally feel like I'm at a comfortable balance of what I'm capable of versus what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping – my biggest fear is that 2019 burns me out. I don't think it will. I feel like I'm in a good space for it mm-hmm. right now. But I need to stay conscious of that and kind of stay afraid to right. a certain extent of 2019 and trying to take on more than I'm capable of. But also not being afraid to take opportunities when they come up, you know, like when I had the opportunity in 2018 to go and meet Boston Uprising for the Overwatch League, that was something that part of me was like, eh, why bother? It's everyone's going to be there. It's not like it's an exclusive thing. Like I could just not. But then I decided to go and I went and it was great. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good opportunity. You know, and it's the difference between knowing, like saying yes to every schmuck who's like, hey, want to record my music video? (laughs) And you know, saying yes to the right person, you know? And I think I found over the last few years, like I was talking about with Chris, like I'm not one for doing family events as far as filming. That's not me. Right. Um, the, the episode we have for the end of this season, I talk with Joe and I, one of the big things that I asked him was why, why don't you do commissions? Why are you not taking commissions? Cause that's like, that's how a lot of artists make money. You other people pay you and your skills to draw stuff for them. And he said what resonated really well with me because I feel the same way about video and film projects and podcasting as he does with his art, which is it's difficult for me to get emotionally invested in someone else's dream. I need to pursue what I want to see come to creation. I have dreams and hopes and things that I want to do, and I need to follow those. And I can't do that if I'm getting involved in other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And like at the same time, if I'm not emotionally invested in what I'm doing, then the work ends up being shoddy and I feel bad charging people for it. So like I don't want to charge people for work I'm not invested in emotionally right. that isn't going to end up being on par with what I know I can do. And I was like, that makes perfect sense. So that's how I feel going yeah. forward is I want to make sure that I'm trying to grasp all the opportunities I can, but not being right. so desperate for opportunities that I'm just taking yeah. on too much. Again, it's it's like like you said, you feel like you're at a good point now. You found a good balance. So now it's just now you're 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 kind of getting back into the fight of okay, now I've got to find the balance of this and how do I balance that? So I mean I, I like I don't want to say like I'm kind of similar, but like I'm kind of more different in the sense that like I'm I'm afraid that like I'm not gonna get into it enough in 2019 because I felt 
Be I've, careful with that. Yeah. That is a trap. And I'll tell you right now, but my entire vacation week I had over the hol- Christmas holiday, I had a week off. And during that week, we streamed every night, 10 p.m. to midnight, the same as we always do. But the entire time on that vacation, I spent a lot of time not enjoying myself because I felt like you have time right now. You should be streaming. Mm-hmm. If you're alive and awake and you're not doing anything, you're not working, you right. should be streaming. You need to work harder. And that will destroy you. Mm-hmm. It's fine to stick to a schedule. Yeah. Stick to what people right. know. Don't don't push yourself that hard. So, and, like, be careful of that going you know, into 2019. That, and that's honestly, like, like, what you just said is pretty much it. It's just, like, I get in my own head so many times that it's, like, because I'm someone who, like, I have the drive, I have the effort. But, like, I feel like there's two – when you have that kind of mindset, there's two kinds of people. There's the people that push themselves to death and at that point, and then there's the people who, like – back off but it kind of hurts them i view it this way in athletes a lot like there's always the athlete that like that goes overboard goes a gives 110 percent every single game of an 82 game nba season but there also can be that athlete that gives it like gives that same 100 percent effort but maybe doesn't give the 110 percent every night is that person viewed any less of an athlete as the person who gives 110% every night? Like, you know what I mean? And like, my whole thing is I don't want my content creation to become like me feeling I'm not doing enough. And then me sitting there being like, okay, I've got to start doing stuff. And then my content suffers because I'm just forcing stuff. But at the same time, I don't want to sit there and be like, hmm, I'm very comfortable with only doing two streams a week and then one podcast a day am I doing enough? Am I just being lazy? Could I, like, what if it's like, you know, like, I'm trying to think of a way to word this. Like, what if I'm like four weeks into 2019 and like, I can see the affiliate status in my eyes. Like I can see it. I can reach it. I can grab it. And instead of me grabbing it, I'm like, man, well, we're, we're doing good right now. Let's just, let's just wait. Let's just, you know, let's just let it ride and see what happens. I don't, that's my biggest fear is I don't want to become complacent. And like, that's, I have a fear of, I generally do become complacent with a lot of things, but I also feel it helps that I have a lot of people, (laughs) Josh, who, uh, when I do become complacent, (laughs) push me forward. But yeah, that's kind of, I guess that's just my biggest fear is like, finding the balance between complacency and pushing yourself Mm -hmm. too hard. Yes. Cause I'm going to tell you right now with how you're going to get, once you start seeing growth on Twitch and you start really enjoying it and starting to build a community and you're relating with these people, I mean, know that you're engaging in a discord community will help a lot mm-hmm. to keep you from feeling like you need to overwork yourself streaming. You're going to feel like you want to stream a lot more than you're streaming. Understanding that your viewer base also has personal lives and also like just because you're free all day on Tuesdays doesn't mean that they are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if five o'clock PM is what works for you and it's what works for them. Great. Stick to that. Um, one of the things that I've had to find the hard way is like, I feel like I should be streaming more. Okay. Well, is there something fun that I would like to be streaming that I would enjoy doing? Cause if you're, if you're going to boot up and just start streaming because then it shows, right. The people are going to pop by your stream and they're going to know. Yeah. People aren't stupid. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, we always said, like, assume the audience is smarter than you are. And like, They'll know if you're not having a good time with it and you're just yeah. here because you feel obligated right. and then you, you start feel- to feel like, right. you know, if you show up at a random time and start streaming and no one shows up and then you feel like I'm garbage. Why is no one right. showing up? They don't really care about me. And it starts to really affect you. Right. Like, don't let it yeah. get to that. When you feel like I should be doing more, think to yourself, like, what more would right. I like to be doing? Right. And like, so here's like my overall point with this. And like what, what you just said, I feel, I don't want to call it a silly fear, but that's why I feel like it's a silly thing. Because I feel like I've dealt with this my whole life with, a, with a multiple different things. Like obviously like I could be complacent doing sports, things like that. It's one of those things that 
I'm aware of it. I see it. So I feel like even though I'm saying telling you all it's a fear, I actually do kind of feel better about it in the sense that I feel I feel I'll probably have a handle on it. Now, here's something that it's kind of cliche, but again, the fear of the unknown is like I'm now doing something completely different with Twitch. I'm now doing I'm now basically doing something just doing something completely different than I normally have done before. Am I going to find a fear midway through that I did not think about? I did not know. And like that, like that's the other part like I'm kind of thinking about now is being like, is there going to come up something like with streaming that I just didn't think about and I didn't know? And like, how am I going to deal with that? And like, again, it could be anything. It could be a major thing. It could be a minor thing. But like, that's my whole thing is like the whole fear of the unknown of the, of what I'm getting involved in is like, obviously it's like a fear I'm having in 2019. And I don't want those fear, the fear of the unknown to weep into the fear of complacency and then having those, and then me sitting in a corner holding myself, please saying, please someone help me. (laughs) So yeah, I think, I don't know if it's like, those are like kind of like fears, but I feel they're fair in, in the point that, in the point that I'm at in my content creation, I'm doing something completely new now. And so I feel these are new fears to have. I feel the fears that I had last year are gone now. And now these are the new ones that I have to, I have to fight now, not necessarily fight, but you know what I mean? I think you'll be well equipped to get through right. them is, uh, is the thing going forward. I feel the second, here's what I really feel. I don't know if this is cocky, but I feel Josh, it's going to be just like I did the first podcast. I was nervous as shit before I did this first podcast in this very room. And then the second I started talking in front of the microphone, I was like, Oh, this isn't so bad. I can do this. And I feel the second that I start that Twitch stream, the second I start going, I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. This is this is the ticket. This is what I wanted. And so I'm kind of like, now it's just kind of like, I just got to get to, once I get to that point, it's, oh, I'm, 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 exci- I'm just excited about the studio because I know it's coming soon and it's just. I'm excited to help you get started. It's been. And see what you're, what you go through. And I mean, like we talked about when we had Pete on the show. Right. Having people you, that you can talk to when you have those fears is helpful mm-hmm. because you don't always necessarily want to talk with the community that you've mm-hmm. built about your fears about that community <laughs> yeah. because it's, you know. Hey Sometimes guys. you're going to get those people that just are like, you are my entertainer. You are a well of entertainment and knowledge and that is all I want you to ever be to me. Um. How dare you ask me about my concerns? But I mean, we'll still be hanging around anyway. Like, yeah. if you ever need to reach out, I'm here. Oh, buddy, will I? <laughs> so, it's going to be an interesting year, 2019. Yeah. No, it's going to be good. I'm excited. And over general, overall, I'm excited. You know, it's it's hard. It's tough to say that about years nowadays. But yeah, I'm excited. Let's do this. Let's get into it. Uh, so, for anyone that's out there, if you're thinking about starting something up in 2019. You know, one of the biggest things you get from people, whether it's because of their age or because of the age we're in, if you feel like uh, maybe it's too late, maybe I missed the boat, I, I better not bother starting now. Like, there's no better time to start than now. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second <laughs> best time is right fucking now. Do it. That's a great start. Quote. Start now. And, you know, let us know what you guys are hoping for in 2019. What's uh, What are your dreams for your own content what are you going to be building creating starting stopping who knows you know don't feel like you have to be tied into anything but uh we wish you all the best thank you guys for sticking through for three seasons with avian underground we'll have some more coming at you next week and until then keep creating see ya AV Underground is a production of YDG Studios and is brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters Eileen Hubbard and For Love of Nerd our intro music is Nine to Thrive by Culla. Find out more about Culla by visiting Culla.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H.com. Do you have questions about getting started as a content creator that you'd like us to address in a future episode? Send us an email at yeahdudegamers at gmail.com with the subject line Ask AV Underground, and we just might include your question in an upcoming episode.
AB Underground is hosted by MJ Watson and Josh Needham and is produced by Josh Needham.